United States wonderfully is becoming more diverse, how do we have the same thing happen in the fundraising profession? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Joyce Rogers, a dear colleague at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. Joyce has an extensive background as an attorney, uh, as a leader of a nonprofit organization, and now a very successful career in fundraising. And Joyce, thanks so much for being with us Thank on this so podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we know that America is becoming more diverse. Exactly. Uh, we also know that the vast majority of professional fundraisers are Caucasian. So mm -hmm. there's this disconnect now as the potential donor base becomes more diverse. What do you see in the fundraising profession and how can we bring that diversity into our profession? Recruit, recruit, recruit. We have to bring more diverse uh, experienced fundraisers to the fold um, if we're going to increase fundraising in those communities. It is absolutely a must because of what you know we know our country is leaning towards to become you know, a minority majority country. So it is very important as we're thinking about, you know, fundraising is not just about today, but it's also about planning for tomorrow. Yes. And I think the other important, the key point is that uh, we know that less than 10% of our top um, CEOs for foundations are white. Mm -hmm. And so we've just got to bring more leaders into the fold even on that giving side, not just the getting side, but even on that uh, giving side, so that we are supporting really responsible types of activities that can really make some changes in, in our communities. And we want our fundraisers and we want our leaders to be key fundraisers in those communities to be able to have some success. In addition to being an effective fundraiser for Indiana University, Joyce is also a strong partner in the Mays Institute, which is a new institute at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, which is exploring research and data related to diversity and philanthropy, but also developing practical strategies uh, to uh, help all of us have a more diverse donor base, but also to diversify the fundraising profession. And Joyce, one thing I always wonder about is we can have a more diverse workforce, but first we have to have a more diverse talent pool, right? We need to be interviewing more people from underrepresented communities. Are there intentional strategies that allow us to do that? Are some of the standard ways that maybe jobs are announced maybe not typical or fully effective for everybody who might be qualified? Well, it can't be standard. It has to be intentional. It has to be direct. We have to have a strategy to increase the pool of minorities and people representative of those diverse communities so that we're getting them in the room. And once they're in the room, we have to make sure that we, that we are engaging them around what are those important issues around diversity and philanthropy and get them excited about being a partner in these efforts. So if you are leading your fundraising team and you want to see more diversity uh, within your fundraising team as you have open positions, how would you spread the word? What, what channels would you use to get the word out in order to have that more diverse uh, to, uh, pool of talent to draw from? Well, as a fundraiser, you know it starts with relationships. Mm -hmm. So I would really get on the phone and start making those phone calls uh, from other key leaders, donors, prospects to get names from uh, those people but also go to some of the different universities and look at their talent pool I think internships are, are just critical internships and fellowships because when we bring students in we're actually bringing them in and we're teaching and we learn just like mainstream students you know everything that we do to encourage the majority race 
uh, to give though, and to be fundraisers are the same exact strategies that we need for diverse populations. And we also talk about people who thrive within communities. And, mm -hmm. I, and I will just share with our audience and with you some of the best professional advice I ever received. Uh, was from a philanthropic leader by the name of Willis Bright. I know you oh, know Willis know very Willis. well. Yes, yes. Willis instrumental in my career and my development. Absolutely. And when we had this conversation about diversity, probably about 20 years ago now, uh, he said, Bill, continue to put the ads out where you put the ads out. But he said, here are a list of some leaders in our community and in our state. These are people of color. Right. And when you have a job opening, send it to Sam Odell. Right. Send it to Bill Mays. Mm -hmm. You know, send it to Amos Brown. Mm -hmm. Make sure you send. There's a newspaper dedicated to the African American exactly. community. There's a newspaper dedicated to the Latino, Latino community. community. Make yes. sure you're getting out to those people and those outlets, in addition to the other outlets. Right. And Joyce, guess what happened? I had a much more diverse pool of talent Absolutely. to draw from. We had a wonderfully diverse staff, much higher uh, in terms of diversity based uh, compared to what the state is as a right. population. But it took that type of intentionality. That's just my story. Exactly. What? How about in your career? Do you have a similar example, either oh, in your own no. professional development or as you recruit others? Oh no, absolutely. I, you know, I I think that we have to bring young people along, but I also think that I'm really key on because I used to lead a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. I, I know that you know the key to success uh, when you're leading a nonprofit is your ability to raise and diverse funds mm -hmm. uh, for that organization and the management. And so we need to make sure it's, it's not just about the fundraising within the foundations. It's also about the fundraising that is so important for those other important organizations that really play key roles uh, in our communities, you know, be it around uh, hunger, health, mm -hmm. uh, uh, child abuse, you know, just a myriad of different things. It all starts with the ability to uh, leverage the funding. And so we need to go out and attract individuals and, and individuals that can be key leaders in those areas and bring them to the fold to the, ensure that they're successful. That's why I truly believe that uh, the work of the Mays Institute is so incredibly important because it gives us the opportunity to teach and educate um, um, other populations and, and let them know that you could really have a pretty good career in the area of philanthropy. And, and then the, the skills are, tra are so transferable. Um, and so, you know, you can take leadership to a whole nother level uh, if you have the ability to uh, provide some sustainability to an organization by your ability to raise funds. So continue to look for those diverse channels to get the word out as you look to diversify your fundraising teams. Could be leaders in your community and in your state. Joyce, there also might be organizations. So for example, uh, your remarkable professional career has included Indiana Black Expo. Mm -hmm. I think about the Urban League being all Absolutely. over the United States. We hear about fraternities and sororities Absolutely. that maybe focus on a certain demographic of people. Mm -hmm. Should we be looking in those places in Absolutely. intentional ways? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of those organizations have foundations. Mm -hmm. And so they're already doing some types, you know, of fundraising themselves. And so Absolutely. You, we have to go to where our, where our people are um, in all of those different communities uh, to be able to um, engage um, new people to come to the table to be a part of these efforts. Joyce, I, wanna, I also want to ask you about the, the terms that we use and the mm -hmm. phrases that we use. And I only have this anecdotally as I teach for the fundraising school. Haven't seen this documented in research, at least not yet. Is this word philanthropy? That for some people, philanthropy can mean white, older, male, maybe deceased, mm -hmm. 
do you see that in your career? Do we need to maybe use some other terms like generosity and fundraising, or is that not yes, a concern? Because it's not just about giving funds. It's, all, it's also giving of yourself. You know, going mm. out, you know, lending a helping hand, volunteering. I tell every young professional that comes to me and, you know, they're trying to figure out what their next steps are going to be and how they can just blow up in their careers. It starts with volunteering. Mm. You, you really need to get out there and volunteer and understand what the work is. That's so important. And, and that's giving back also. Um, you know, you, we hear a lot, you know, time, talent, and treasure. It really is all three of those things. It really is all, all three of those things. So as we look to diversify our fundraising teams, we've had several uh, good words of advice today. So for example, continue to put the word out as you normally do, but also be very intentional about maybe being very specific with folks and organizations that you reach out to. Start with your board of directors. Your board of directors needs to be diverse just in and of itself, uh, but then also working with those board members to help spread the word about job openings that you might have. Who are some of the leaders in your community and, and in your state who are from so-called underrepresented communities who can help spread the word out through those communities? What are the organizations and associations that you can also add to the list? And as you have a more diverse talent pool to draw from, you will meet more talented people and then you will be able to have a more diverse uh, workforce, which is important in and of itself. Different team members bringing different perspectives as you're developing your strategies and developing uh, your plans for fundraising, but then also having that broader range of relationships that can help us to fundraise from. You can have more information on this and other important topics related to diversity and fundraising from the Mays Institute, an institute at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, online at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Now, if you throw a forward slash followed by the Fundraising School, you'll find the Fundraising School's 16 courses in our 16 U.S. cities. You'll learn more about our custom training, our quarterly webinars, as well as these weekly podcasts. And by the way, when you're listening to or observing these podcasts, hit that like button for us, and that'll help these podcasts reach a broader audience. I'm Bill Stanjakovich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.